Boys in the Huddle Podcast, Cheeto 5000, Ricky Trey, and Doe. What up? Tay Boogie, episode two. And we don't have Ricky today. You might have to call him Bobby. <laughs> I don't know if he's going to make the group the way he's been acting. So we got a special guest, the resident rival fan, my man, Mr. Markell. Hey, what's going on, man? It's your boy, Kells. DC's finest. DC's finest. And, you know, he's the resident rival. Uh, you know, we got to give him a Boys in the Hood name. I think we're going to go with Little Chris. Fuck out of here. <laughs> <laughs> what, you, what you mean? Hey, man. What's the man that pulled up in the red thing? Took a shot and pulled off. With the Jerry Curl? That, that's what we'll be doing tonight. <laughs> you taking shots where tonight? Rick, where Ricky at, man? That's a good question. <laughs> Ricky, uh, you know, he, he, we will get into that later. We'll get into that later. Um, happy birthday to Ricky. Happy birthday to Ricky, but that's 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 for later. We're gonna we're gonna expand on that a little bit. Uh, but we got my man Kells, DC's finest. That means you you're a Redskins fan, right? Uh, yeah. Uh, that was yeah, a little I'm, bit of I'm, a pause. Yeah, I'm, I'm kind of on the fence, man. I mean. I see a lot of Washington Capitals jerseys in the city. I never I mean, seen so many black people in the hockey. <laughs> the Caps are where it's at right now. That's a crazy sentence. That's, it, that's it, the, it is a crazy, but it's, it's, where, it's where we at right now. Well, it's the city's number one team. Well, you know, we'll get into all of that. Let's start out with our first topic, Mr. Mel Hill. Jamel Hill. Does she deserve a horn? I was going to say a horn or a round of applause. All right, well, Jamel Hill. Shouts to Jamel Hill. She just got a new job this week with The Atlantic. Y'all niggas ever heard of a fucking Atlantic? If I'm going to be honest, no. (laughs) (laughs) So, she, she goes from ESPN to some shit called The Atlantic. Now... We all know how this all started, right? But did you see before you get into that, like all the all the white outrage over this? People was canceling their subscriptions to the Athletic, not the Atlantic, because people don't read well. What the hell? Is- <laughs> so they thought that she was with the Athletic. People wasn't reading well oh and thought God. she was with the Athletic. So the Athletic ain't had nothing to do with a different magazine. They saw their numbers drop. All because people are dumb. When keeping it hate goes wrong. That's, that's what right. what that sounds like. That's right. So, they thought she was with some shit called the Atlantic. Either way, let's talk, let's let's take it back with how did Jamel Hill kind of get going. Uh, we knew her from ESPN. I remember her initially from like the first take back when Skip was on there. Yeah. And she would be a special guest. And at first I was like, you know, she's, she's cool. She kind of took a little bit to grow on me. And then after a while, she's sharpened her skills. She got she got better and better. And she's it's one of them situations where, when when somebody's really good at what they do, they become more attractive. I was with you until the attractive <laughs> part. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was attracted to her words as a journalist, <laughs> right? <laughs> but not but right. not those braids. But no, um, definitely remember her. So you wouldn't. That was a quick shot. Keep, keep, that was a quick hold shot. On, hold on, hold on, hold on. Keeping everything on an equal. Say y'all single gentlemen, you wouldn't smash Jamel. Um, would you smash Jamel? 
If I'm about three hennies in. Three. <laughs> yeah. I, <laughs> three. It'll take three hennies straight or with straight up. Yeah. Okay. More or less. Yeah, I I I got a pass on that. You pass on Jamal? I got a pass on that, but I hate describing her that way. I mean, I mean, she just after a while when somebody you see them enough and they they good at what they do, they, there's an attraction about. It. It's like the coworker that sits by you. Exactly. Desk I understand where you. And that's your homie. Y'all start laughing and joking, and after a while, you look at her. You look like, at maybe. her differently. Uh, right. Jackie McMullen. You got a chill. <laughs> <laughs> I had Jackie Jackie climbing the walls. Oh, man. Jackie is is the real deal. Why did I join this podcast? (laughs) If we talking about the same lady, I think you're talking about... This is Jackie McMullen, Boston. Boston. This is the old white woman from Boston? Boston Globe. Jeez. Jesus Christ. Why why do you think Drake loves Doris Burke? Doris Burke ain't the most attractive lady in the world. I don't something know. about what she does is just eternal. As we found out <laughs> recently with Drake, he has a very eclectic taste in women. <laughs> and, you know, given his stature, I'm surprised at a couple of the things he's been <laughs> identified as hitting. That's true. I mean, the nigga kissed Madonna. <laughs> I think some yeah. niggas would be cool with that, though. I, I, you know. Nigga, Madonna's 65. She's 65. Damn. She's, she's 65? Well yeah, into her 60. I wouldn't kiss Madonna. Madonna been sucking dick since Al Poe and Rich Porter. <laughs> <laughs> it's been going on for too long. <laughs> R.I.P. to my nigga. Rich Porter. The streets miss you, baby. That's a wild turn from Jamel Hill. <laughs> Let's get back to Jamel. Yeah, yeah. So she was on numbers. I remember her first, like you was kind of going through her, her resume. I remember it was like, I first noticed her numbers. Numbers never lie. Numbers never lie. With Michael Smith. Michael Smith. And then they switched it to, to his and hers. Right. I don't know if y'all remember that. I hated that title, but what they had going on was dope. I remember that. They What they had going on was dope. And I think ESPN probably saw the following and saw how dope it was and then they wanted to go ahead and do a transition into Sports Center. Right. And apparently Michael and Jamel were the first all black uh host or cast for Sports Center. So they do have that legacy. The two of them were the first all black cast for Sports Center. So that's definitely an accomplishment. Uh but you know they run on Sports Center didn't last long. Um, and we know why. Was it too black for Disney? It was. It was too black for Disney. I think maybe that was a piece of it, but also um, the Trump tweets. That's what started this whole thing. Jamel Hill, back in uh, 2017, about a year ago, wrote a Trump about. I uh, wrote a tweet about Trump, uh, and she said, "Trump is the most ignorant, offensive president of my lifetime." His rise is a direct result of white supremacy, period. That sounds like a breach of the code of conduct policy of ESPN. <sighs> now that's, that's I, what I, 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 I agree. That's that. what I want to ask y'all. Do y'all think her employer was because after that she got suspended for two weeks? Do y'all well, think that yeah. the employer was in the right for allowing that to happen? <sighs> you know, it's tricky. I think. 
her job's unique compared to other jobs though like she's a public figure her likeness and her image is what sells 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 the show that's how they make money so i think part of getting that bag there is complying with managing your likeness now she wasn't on espn doing it but you know she was on her twitter account as an espn representative i mean that's no different than any of us if we was using a different platform but identifying with our job on that platform so i get it but the real question is was she was she wrong that's the thing i mean people (laughs) say that shit every day yeah so of course she wasn't wrong and Mm -hmm. most of media nowadays is pretty liberal it, it, it brings in the question to me is who is ESPN answering to and I guess that's Disney right Disney owns ESPN right and I'm pretty sure they are uh, in, in in deep with certain people you know I don't know exactly who but clearly somebody in the administration reached out because yeah. I remember they, they did want to see something happen to her and what we saw happen was she got suspended for the two weeks and then they slowly phased her out of ESPN. When they was talking, it was Sarah Huckabee Sanders, I think, the White House chief of was she not the chief of staff, but the, the press secretary. The press secretary, thank you. Uh, or uh, you know, she called for her to be fired, an mm. actual you know fired for that. Just, and it's like, how could you call for Jamel Hill to be fired when you work for the man who grabs women by the pussy? Well, it's always they always try to change the narrative. Yeah. We know that. It's crazy. We know that. I mean, it, it's an interesting situation because we haven't seen Michael Smith since then either. So, I mean, where's he at? So, he actually just made a return like within the last month. I saw him, uh, you know, he's on that starter kit return, right? So, you know, they, they put him on uh, the Dan Lepitar show. <laughs> you know with Poppy then he's on the other show with your man Woody, Woody what's his name but like I said me and you could be on with them yeah. we could be with Poppy exactly that's not an upgrade but I see what you're saying and then it's the other what's the other show All, around, right, around the horn around the horn Woody Page that's, that's the way he started so you want the nigga to be, start from scratch hey man what was that on the Martin episode <laughs> where's scratch hey man <laughs> hey you gotta get that check man you gotta also have a moral compass about yourself. I think he has a moral compass. He actually uh, left when Jamel left. Well, left. Well, he, well, he left. Well, they, two, he they, left they phased weeks, him out. Two weeks. Okay, so he didn't leave out on his he own. He didn't team. leave when she got suspended, but ESPN just displaced them all together at at the six o'clock spot. Uh, spot. They had mm-hmm. that time spot, and that was a big deal. So they pretty much just displaced the both of them. It started with Jamel. I think it also at one point ESPN wanted to replace her with another. Yeah, that was a, that was uh, that was a rumor. Co anchor. Yeah, and he said he wasn't going to do uh, it. He stood. He stood up for. That's true. Right. That's a good point. All right. Well, I take that back. Now, what do y'all think about that decision by Michael Michael Smith? That's solid. That's respect. He's solid. Yeah. That's. That, I mean, if you think about it, you can compare what Jamel Hill did. Um, to kind of the same thing Colin Kaepernick did right he's employed by the NFL mm. and he uses platform to speak out and Jamel did the same thing but did he speak out because I'm just learning I'm learning of this today with y'all I didn't know that was the case so if he's not letting that be known publicly 
Nah, he spoke out on that. Well, he spoke out, so he kneeled, and they asked him why he kneeled. And when he was in that locker room press conference, he was t- he was saying, like, "I'm talking about Michael." You talking about Michael Smith? Oh, Michael Smith. I'm talking yeah, about Michael yeah, yeah. Smith. Nah, nah, it was I'm it was. With uh, I'm with Cap. Well, he did. Michael Smith did speak out. Yeah, he spoke out on. He it. spoke out yeah, about yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Nah, he was solid about it. He stood with her. He said, "Look, um, you know, we was a unit when we started, and and there's no way he was going to continue with the show." Um, Without her Okay And he kind of He actually talked about it On the next episode um, While she was suspended You know what I mean Briefly But you know Salute, well, I salute mean, to him ESPN did have to buy her out So she she got a bag off of it I think like 6 million They said it was It was a few million yeah, So Good for her I think Honestly she'll probably be more Satisfied going forward Well and she's a journalist By trade anyway So I think the Atlantic Is a good publication Nigga, you ain't never heard of no Atlantic. Well, Tanahisi Coach writes, <laughs> writes for the Atlantic, the dude who authored uh, Between the World and Me. This nigga did his homework. <laughs> you working with a live one. <laughs> okay. Hey, man. Okay, now say that again. Who is that? Uh, Tanahisi Coach. And what, he, did, he, he what did he write? In Between the World and Me. Mm. It's a popular book. I think Barack kind of promoted it as well when it came out. Okay, okay. So you think yeah. it's a reputable? Is that, she's I, I she's think the editor in chief there, so that's a pretty, a pretty that's, big that's title. A, that's a good position. That's a good position, right? Now it's a good look because I think the one thing that ESPN crucified her for was they didn't want they didn't like her mixing sports and politics. And in this job, I, I forget the guy's name, but the main I think the CEO of the organization, he said the, he they're hiring her for that sole purpose so she'll able she'll be able to expand right. and continue what she she wanted to do when she was uh, working with ESPN which is touch right. on culture sports race um, politics all of those things and I think that makes a lot of sense and she's actually producing a documentary on LeBron uh, it's coming on it's coming on Showtime next month so she's able to create her own content and produce Shut Up and Dribble, right? A Shut Up and Dribble, right, based on the comment made by... It's a Fox, Fox, Fox News. News. What's her name? You remember her name? Somebody White. Yeah, we don't care about her. Matter of fact, fuck her. Ooh. <laughs> 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 fuck her. So, they they using that, though. They're taking that and then making some good content out of it. Uh, Shut Up and Dribble. Jamel Hill produced it. She's creating it. And that's what she wants to do more of, is more freelance... Uh, produce her own content and with the bag that she got from ESPN I honestly think that she could actually do more good outside of that platform outside of that that, that infrastructure at ESPN and being confined to their rules I think she could probably do more good being on her own creating her own content yeah I mean you can't be contained every job I mean we all have jobs they want you to specialize in your one little area but Anytime you want to expand and do more, you always got that boss that's nervous, that's looking at you, that's that's wondering why you why can't you just do the task I'm giving you? So, I think she'll be able to do a whole lot more in this new role in this new position. I mean, it's a good thing. We're, we're watching the rollout really, because she only been gone from ESPN what like a month if that. Right. And she's already right. Right, right. every week we're hearing about a new thing that she got lined up. So I'm sure there's going to be more to come. I don't know if I'm Michael Smith. I'm hitting her up to put me on because I don't want to be they on should around, work around together the on. they should start their own production company and create content together absolutely I tune in that absolutely and, and you know Michael Smith's in a tough position he got a family to feed 
I'm sure he has an exit strategy from ESPN if he's not happy with what's going on there. Is he going to get that Jamel bag, though? His situation is different because they, they had to buy her out because they knew she probably going to sue the shit out of him. Mm-hmm, true. So they had to buy her out. He's in a bit of a different situation. So he's not going to get that same bag that she got. Mm. So, I mean, hopefully he has an exit strategy. You know, he's looking at doing some things himself because I fuck with him. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, was, I, I always was inspired by seeing him on TV speaking the way he did. He's no Stephen A. Smith. <laughs> he's no, he's not no sucker. We need to get up out of there. You, you got know? something against the Steve Harvey suits, man? Steve Harvey. Yeah, he got the Steve Harvey suits. Michael Smith got the Jordans. <laughs> it's a difference, right? I mean, at least that's what I noticed. And you know what? I think Jamel and Michael could have worked if they would have did like this, you know Scott Van Pelt is at eleven a.m. eleven p.m. at night. They got like that late night show. If I, they would have did that with them too. Yeah, I think yeah. that would have been a better look than 6 p.m. right after work when everybody's home. I, I think that was a that was a bad move to begin with. Right, because so. his and hers was great. The, exactly. The time it came on, if you couldn't catch it, you DVR'd it. Right. You you watched it again. They were able to get out a message for the culture. Right. Right. That you know they they pretty much had. Is that a lesson to do whatever they wanted to do? It's a lesson, but it's also a question because when we was kids, you know, Stuart Scott, you know, God bless the dead, you know, his whole way of commenting on play by play highlights that was innovative, and that's what that's what people catered to. I don't know if people necessarily go to Sports Center for highlights anymore. I mean, Mike and Mike was popular in the morning when people were getting ready for work, and that was more. Commentary, more podcast like, right. um, you know, people like PTI. That's more content reporter driven, less about highlights. So, I wonder even if that's yeah. if the highlight thing with Sports Center. I mean, they say that's a flagship, but is that antiquated thoughts at this point? Like, because I don't no. really watch Sports Center, but I think that's why the Scott Van Pelt thing is probably more popular because it's more so about content. He has guest as if it was right. a late night show right so yeah. people are tuning in because of that particular content you're right if I want to see a highlight I can go on the app and I can I can look there to see what Antonio Brown did on Monday night I don't need yeah. to sit there and watch it on television I still watch PTI though me too I, like, I, I, I still, fuck with Will Bond I fuck with Corn that's, that's content yeah. Yeah, to your that's, point yeah, to that point that's content that's not sitting there watching highlights of people dunking on each other I think that that's that shit may have sailed. Scott Van Pelt took the idea from what's his name though. What was the dude before that was doing um, the late night show right before Van Pelt? He was he was with ESPN before, but then he did politics and then it was he Dan Patrick. It wasn't Dan Patrick. It was the other dude. Anyway, I'll think of it. I'll come back to you. Yeah. I know you're talking yep. about. Yep. But either way, shout out to Jamel Hill. You know you're an inspiration. We want to see you do well at the, at the Atlantic, and I never looked at the Atlantic before. But guess what? I'm, I'm you subscribing. I'm gonna get some alerts. I'm not. If it costs money, no. I'm not. I'm about to say we gotta get the bootleg for yeah, that. Yeah, we're gonna have to see how we can get. But if I can get an alert on a Jamel Hill article, um, I saw something actually that was pretty interesting. They had something about um, the cost of black success. I meant to send that to y'all. Um, I went on there just to kind of check it out. 
And one of the articles that they had on there was the cost of black success. So seeing that, and that's the type of thing that they're reporting on, I'm all for it. I hope it's a big enough platform. I hope she can make an impact there. But even if she doesn't, I'm pretty sure she's going to be able to do that on her own. So shouts to Jamel Hill. You know, we we definitely rooting for you, for sure. Absolutely. Keith Oberman. That's what I was thinking of. Keith Oberman. Okay. Okay. But one of the things that started Jamel down this path, I think, started with our man Kaepernick. And recently this week, we see that, what's his name? Eric Reed? Hmm. Eric Reed. Pro Bowl safety. Pro Bowl safety. All pro. All pro. Recently got signed by the Carolina Panthers while they were on the bye week. So, what do you what do you guys think about a guy who wasn't all pro? A guy who is 26 years old in his prime going through the first quarter of the season without a job. He could have did a lot better than the Eagles safeties this past weekend. He could have won us a game. <laughs> Don't say that around Redskins fan. We not in the house. Oh, man. Don't say that shit around him. Nah, he family. But, you know, definitely, I mean, it tells you that, you know, discrimination and racism is well is alive and well, man. I mean, right. what's, what's the other reason for him not to be on the NFL roster for so long? Right. I, I did some research. So, Earl Thomas, who is arguably the best safety in the league. Would you guys agree? Yeah, he's he's definitely up there. For sure. So Earl Thomas currently like active play. Right, yeah, right, yeah, right, right, sure. right, 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 okay. right. Not, not all time. For not sure. all time. Yeah. But Earl Thomas how old is Earl? He's still kinda young, right? He's like when what, he twenty nine? He got drafted the same year as Brandon Graham, so he probably like thirty. Oh, 30, okay. So okay, that that that's even better because you know, Eric is, is 26. Mm. So, in 2017, Earl Thomas had 120 tackles and two interceptions. Eric Reed in 2017, had 81 tackles and two interceptions as well. So, we're, we're comparing that with the top level, probably the best in the game. That's not too far off. But even more so, Malcolm Jenkins of the Super Bowl champion Philadelphia Eagles. Do I need to say that again? No. <laughs> the safety for the Super Bowl champion, Philadelphia Eagles. He would say that shit again. And he had 89 tackles and two interceptions. So this is a top-level safety on a Super Bowl team. And their numbers are, are almost exact. And my man Eric couldn't find a job. He's not a fan of Malcolm Jenkins, neither. I don't know if Kaepernick is a fan of Malcolm Jenkins, but that's maybe a story for another time. So, Eric Eric was the first person to kneel with Kaepernick. When Kaepernick initially took, I hate to say a stand, <laughs> when he took a knee and he decided to protest against what's going on against uh, the black youth in America, police brutality, uh, Eric Reed was right there by his side. Do you guys think the NFL took that out on him for being the first person to stand or kneel with Cap. 100%. He was collateral damage. 100%. Mm. I mean, how do you justify, like, you You just ran through the statistics. I mean, you know, I, if we're just looking at it from a sports standpoint, I mean, 
I hate to pick on people, but I mean, I don't know what Corey Graham's stats look like, but I know it is far worse than than Eric Reed. I mean, there's no reason why he shouldn't have been in a, in a lineup opening week. Like, what's the reason? What you think, Markel? You think there was something behind that? Because they have a lawsuit. Yeah, they well, did the collusion lawsuit. There's, there's definitely some collusion behind that, and Absolutely. that's why that's why he and Kaepernick still have a case. Now, the interesting thing is that. Now that he's with the Panthers, Reed, uh-huh. his case is still pending. And he said he's not dropping it. And he's not dropping it. But you have gainful employment, and you're getting a check down. Granted, it's a one-year contract, but you're back in the league. So do you think he has no leg to stand on so in the lawsuit? I, 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 don't, I don't know, but I think legally that weakens your argument for collusion because you've just been hired by the NFL. It clearly weakens it. The fact that he's going to continue to pursue it, I think, is backing up his man cat. Yeah. I think that's what it has to do with. I mean, Nate Nate Peters, Peters, Peterman? Peterson? Peterman, yeah. As long as Nate Peterman's on a roster and Cap's not, I think it's clear. It, it backs up Cap to a certain degree, but it kind of weakens Cap case as well because... He's employed by the league again. And I honestly feel like that's why they did it. That's, that's why they that's did their it. hope. That's the play. Exactly. That is the play. So if you can't Kaepernick, Kaepernick has less of a leg to stand Exactly. On because now, all right, you said you and your man, you filed this grievance against us, but we just hired him. So that's a reflection on you because maybe we just don't think you're a fit. That's what they're gonna try to say. Maybe we just don't think you're worth the distraction, quote unquote. So it's interesting, you know, he's in this situation. The guy should have definitely had a job. You know, he's much younger than Kaepernick, but how how old is Kaepernick at this point? Kaepernick might be 30. Right. And, you know, quarterbacks are are definitely playing much longer into their careers. You know, Tom Brady's 41. Right, you know, Alex Smith just got a big contract at 34-35. What's the difference? <laughs> you know, we know what the difference is. But it's just interesting to see how this is going to play out. I mean, we all know the NFL makes moves that benefits, that benefits them financially. Right. No matter what the scenario is. Vince Young ready to try out right now. Nah, nah. <laughs> Vince need to hang it up. Yeah, Vince, it ain't gonna happen for Vince. Oh man, it's not gonna happen. For no Vince. love for Vince. But we did bring up Earl Thomas. I mean, we saw what happened to him. You know, what I mean, he's he's feel bad for Earl, man. I mean, he he wanted to be traded, or he wanted a big deal. He just wanted a new contract, right? And that's why we can't blame these NFL players for saying, "I'm not going out there until I'm I'm taken care of." Because all it takes is one play and you lose out on millions. That's millions that you can't feed your family with no more. So, you know, he gave the middle finger to the to the Seahawks sideline. I felt him uh, on what that. What do y'all think about that? Was he was he in the right for that or was that out of bounds? The message was right, but you can't do that, obviously. To, <laughs> you can't just say fuck your teammates and fuck your employer on national TV in front of everybody but the message was 100% but I loved it I loved it, I, loved it. That's, I didn't see it but that sounds egregious <laughs> the fact that he gave the yeah, like to his you organization can't, you can't and I understand you in the game 
you know, emotions run high on the field. Right. But you got to be a professional. But keep in mind, this man wanted, a, he wanted to be extended. Pause. <laughs> he wanted to get a big contract. He wanted to either get that or be traded to the Dallas Cowboys. That was pretty much his demand. And he made that well known. They chose not to. He still went out there and reported. Mm-hmm. He still went out there and went through camp. He still went out there. And, he was and setting out, out practices and stuff to preserve his health mm-hmm. and not, you know, he was so. He but was, should he have took it further with my man Le'Veon Bell? Should well, he have took it to that extent and said, I ain't showing up at all? Hindsight's twenty twenty, but the answer is yes. And I think Le'Veon tweeted about it. He said, you know, I'll take, I forget exactly what he said, but it was basically, I'll be the villain for the cause, which is I'm fighting for everybody to get my market value and right. I'll pay the fine because I think they said he'll, he'll pay up to $8 million in fine, but that's, he's done, he's doing an analysis. So he's paying $8 million in fines so that he can secure and be injury free so he can get that, that, that new contract next year. Right. That's what Earl Thomas obviously should have did because now Earl is, well, he's 30, whatever we found out, he's 30, right. just had a season ending injury. And he's older, so his market value now as a free agent is definitely going to be much less than what he would have got before. Right. Yeah. Not, so, so flipping the team off doesn't sound like the the smart move. Well, well he, the injury is not going to prevent him from, I guess, coming back at a hundred percent. So he's still talented enough where I think he feels like I'm going to get a deal from somebody. So fuck y'all. Mm-hmm. I think that probably was his thinking in that moment. Maybe it could backfire against him. That remains to be seen. But what I'm really curious about is, you know, Markel, you don't you don't have a a ton of insight on the NFL because you've cho- you've chosen to boycott, right? Yeah, I've I've boycotted last year and I'm boycotting this year. <clears throat> and what is the purpose around that approach? Let me let me let me be specific about how I'm boycotting. I'm not turning the games on inside of my home and contributing to the ratings of the NFL. That's not to say I won't watch football. If I'm somewhere else at somebody's house or I'm at a bar or club and the game is on, I'm still watching the game. Okay. I'm just not contributing through through ratings. And personally for you, what are you looking to accomplish with that? I'm just curious. Uh, Because I thought about boycotting and then I told myself – I'm not going to accomplish nothing by taking away something that I enjoy. I want to. I want to hurt the pockets of the NFL. I want to hurt the bottom line because that's, that's all they understand. I'd be with you on that if there was an actual movement to do that. Well, they the statistics have shown numbers ratings have decreased 11 percent over the past year. Just off that uh, could come from either time. side of the fence, though. We we don't know. That could come we, from we white pe- white America saying. Okay, well let me let me let me let me restate that. Since Kaepernick has took a knee, and all this back and forth, all this conflict and hoopla that's been going on, mm-hmm. ratings have dipped eleven percent. But also since Kaepernick took a knee, white America looked at that as the NFL not standing up for the military and. You know the people of service. That's how they tried to flip the narrative. So there's another group of people not tuning in as well, based on that cause, right? Right. So my thing is, we don't exactly know what's affecting that number. Yeah, but so, but to your point, it sounds like they're boycotting the NFL as well. 
So you think they're not, that, they're not watching the games out. So you saying. think you guys are so contributing to the same cause? Is that how you're looking at it? No, we're not contributing to the same cause, but I think we're definitely hurting the bottom line of the NFL. And for, I the, guess N- I for the NFL, we know that's a problem, which is why they signed Eric Reed under some bullshit. You could mm. be right. You could be right, and looking at it from that standpoint makes a little bit more. And so, if they sign Eric Reed on some bullshit, who 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 took a knee with Cap, that other side of the fence that you t- just talked about, what do they think about that? What do you think they think about that? They are probably not happy about it. So they might lose more people. So you're just really so. But what do you want to see happen? I guess I'm that's about hurting the league, man. I want to see disruption, man. I don't want to see the NFL no more. I want to see a different league mm. with, with, with different owners. So you want to see the NFL crumble all together? I want to see it crumble all together. How, how realistic is that, though? Um, I think anything's possible. In the timeline, I can't tell you that, but I think I think anything's possible if the NFL keeps making uh, the decisions they've been making thus far, which which they they think the public is stupid. They're really not stupid. Right? I, I, you see, for me, <clears throat> the, when these movements take place and they happen. I'm all about getting behind a true cause. The only movement that ever made an impact to me of recent years was the Missouri football team. Right. I agree. That's true. Yeah. The Missouri football a- team had true demands. They had a timeline. And they said, if this don't happen, we're going to hurt your pockets. Mm-hmm. And it's interesting we don't hear about that shit no more. They don't talk about that movie. You you also you know you know why they were able to do that because they don't have families. They don't have. You about to say you ain't gonna see a bunch of you, NFL you, hold players on, hold on, hold on. starving. You they, can't they say don't, they don't have families. Well, let's, they don't let's, have. They don't. They're dependence. not. They don't have wives. They don't have kids. <laughs> yeah. They don't have dependents. They ha- probably they don't have, have mothers and that are back at home struggling to make ends meet, and the the fact that they can make it to a professional level. You know that that could mean something for them long term. You can't say they don't have no skin. Yeah, again. but it's it's apples and oranges. It's different. It's, it's still, different it's when you compare different. a mother's familiar family and and your kids. You know what I'm saying? Like it's different. It's a different type of feel. Technically, they're not employed. Right. Oh, we we gonna we gonna get to that. that though. <laughs> that was almost a good segue. I was like, <laughs> it was almost perfect, but we ain't done with this just yet. But not. Nah, but to your point though, that was probably. The, of, of recent history, of recent memory, that was it like was the phenomenal. most successful one. Spike Lee actually did a documentary on that. I saw it one time on ESPN, ESPN Two, or something like that. It was pretty good, was but I bef- haven't been able to find it. Like I googled it. Was that before or after it. he made Chirac? It was right around that time. Defend your right man, Spike. <laughs> Morehouse brother. Spike, Spike is my Morehouse brother. Shout out to Spike. Nah, I fuck with Spike. Shout I didn't out, see shout the out black the, Shout out the forty acres in the mule. Have you seen the black? The Black Kans- Klansman yet? I have not seen the Black nah, Klansman, nah. but I heard. Uh, I heard good things. Yeah. Um, John David Washington did his thing in that in that movie. And that's, that's, guy that's from dope. The, from the seventies show, I forgot his name. Who Ashton? The main character, not not Ashton Kutcher, but the other main character. He's in. He's in the Black he, Klansman. Yeah, he's in it too. I don't know. But any event, man, Spike. I don't know what to say about Chirac. Man. Well, Spike, yeah, Chirac, Spike made a comeback with the with the Black Clansman. Yeah, with the Black Clansman, but Chirac yeah. was just you wasn't I feeling. I wasn't, you wasn't I wasn't feeling, feeling Nick Chirac. Cannon in the hood. I gotta be honest, man. Spike, I don't know where you went with that one. It's a terrible. It was a terrible <laughs> yeah, idea. Man. Well, it was, it was an interesting idea. It was a great premise. premise. That's what I'm saying. The premise was interesting. It was execution un- was the problem. It was pretty poor. Yeah, 
I mean, shout out to Spike. I always fuck with Spike. But I think it's dope that, you know, him and Denzel was a hell of a combo, and now he's working with his son. I think that's super dope. Who also was a Morehouse guy, right? Yeah, for yeah, sure. Yeah, he was there yeah. around yeah. when we was there. Yeah, he was my class. Okay, that's what's up. Did you know him? Yeah. That's what's up. Can, can, you, can you get him on the show? Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> That's a no from me, though. <laughs> right, we'll come back to that. We'll come back to that. But yeah, the Missouri shit was dope. So you think it's because they didn't really have nothing on the line. There was a kid that was starving himself to death, man. I mean, you can't say they didn't have nothing to lose. And the black people galvanizing around that kid, especially the football team, because I'm sure y'all know, the football team is some of the biggest assholes on the campus. Them niggas think they fucking rule the world. And... For them to get behind a guy that they probably didn't even know based on that particular cause because they had dealt with some of the same issues that he had dealt with. Either way, what they accomplished based on a group of people saying, we're not going to do this unless this happens or else. That has to be how we move forward if we're going to make any kind of impact. You got to help those who want to help themselves. And I'm not knocking the NFL players for like I said on the last last episode, black men get paid. I respect it. People got families. The difference in the, in the in the two situations is you had players in Missouri that were all on the same page. The NFL is you got people that have different points of view. You know what I mean on this very issue. I mean Eric Reed uh, specifically, he referred to the player club. There's a player coalition group that was led by Malcolm Jenkins and a few others, and they were able to get I think 80 or 90 million dollars committed from the NFL for social justice issues. And Eric Reed, he referred to that group as an NFL-funded subversion group. So when you have that kind of environment out there amongst right. the players, you know, I don't think the leader needs to come from within the league. The leader has to be somebody of social uh, justice. There's somebody that can lead the people outside of the NFL. We don't. We don't have that. You got to have commitment from the players, though. Not. Not if we're going to what Mark Keller's saying, as far as the consumer saying, we get with that. We're mm-hmm. behind cap, and here's what we're going to do because the NFL hasn't made any kind of difference, or they haven't. They haven't addressed, or or they've treated this man in this certain manner because. He is behind what we're behind. It's going to take a true leader. Yeah. But and it can't come from an... I hate to say it in this way. It's not going to come from an athlete. I don't know. I don't know if I agree with that. I but Athletes I think, can be leaders. Yeah, I was going to say LeBron's they pretty can active. Be lead, and, and what, but who is he leading? LeBron is not a leader of, of social justice. He has a, he makes his, his stance known. But he's not the person that's going to galvanize the people. Because if I'm LeBron James... I'm not even going to play in cities where these cops are getting off for killing niggas. I'm not even going to play in them cities, and I'm going to let it be known. This guy just got off. You guys in this local uh, this local government allowed this police officer to get off for killing this young black man unarmed for doing nothing. Guess what? When I come to your city, I'm not playing. How many dollars is that going to affect when people know they're not going to come to to fiddle seats. I wouldn't put it past LeBron for one day to take that stand. I mean, I don't know. I think he ain't he's, got much time left. Does, he ain't no young does, buck. Does LeBron have that much juice to do that? Yeah, I think he does. I think he does, and I wouldn't put it past him. If, he might do it. Check this out. If if the Lakers come to, to, to D.C. to play the Wizards, say the Wizards are in last place in the East, 
and you hear LeBron's not going to play. Which they might be now that we have Dwight. <laughs> but continue. If you hear LeBron's not going to play, are you going to spend your money to go see that shit? Hell no. Nah, you're not. But I want to get back to the point of the of the NFL, though. So let's, let's play this out, though. Because the one thing we haven't addressed is the alternative. So if this league crumbles, where are the, all these... Athletes that played this sport their whole life gonna get their check and their next check from. What's their skills if all they know is NFL football? You asking me? Or well, I, I think no. It's, I it's, think, it's not really a question think, that can even, be, even can be answered. It's that's the that's the dilemma, and that's why you don't get the commitment from all of these well, players. I think we can create a league just the same way the NFL was created. I think you can, but that takes time. So, what do you tell yeah. these current players? It, ta- it takes time and it takes money. But I think, um, man, we didn't. We all went to the Farrakhan march. This, that's what got you on this shit, ain't it? No, I if you want to see us create our own league somewhere no, I, I, in Montana? I, I, I do too, though. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I, I would like to see us you, create our own league. Maybe that's why Kanye bought that land in Wyoming. I think maybe there's an, so, so here's here's here's, here's <laughs> he what might I, be up to something. Here's what I think. I think there's enough wealthy, elite African Americans who could pull resources together. And create a league. 100%. It may it may not be a, a you know a thirty two team league off rip, but it might be sixteen teams. But but keep it funky. Didn't we do that once upon a time? Was it not the Negro League? And they saw the talent. They Football. saw the money. I'm just saying we did it with baseball. You can almost say the ABA was damn near a Negro League. Yeah, but then the players went to the NBA. Well, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. The white, you know, the, the people in those positions and the executive positions saw, they saw that money. Yeah. They saw the influence and they bought it up. Yeah. I think this is where we need to take it because the the way America's moving right now in terms of culture shift, what Kaepernick's doing, everybody's really believing in our people and our community. <laughs> In terms of you know being entrepreneurs and, mm-hmm. and and sharing money within the community and keeping money within the community, like it's possible. And I think that's what I'm getting at. It all comes. What we're all but talking about is sacrifice. But it also has to be organized. Players got yeah, to be willing to make or, that it has sacrifice. To be organized. It can't be right. each, each household making this decision for themselves. Right. And I feel like that's what it is. That's today. the problem. That's what I'm saying. It's got to be a sacrifice. Everybody's got to be willing to put it all on the line, or else, right? You know, you're not watching. The Redskins, which is a good decision, anyway. But um, I you agree. Know. <laughs> yeah, I actually agree with that. Yeah, I, and I'm I, a Red, I I'm a Redskins fan. Let me it's say it's hard that. to boycott when you're the Super Bowl champs. I'm sorry. It's that. It's different. Let's give that a round of applause. I feel something. Philadelphia that. Eagles Super Bowl champs. I do not like y'all niggas winning. Man. I don't know what it is about y'all niggas. <laughs> If nobody, anybody get a championship, don't let it be the likes us. <laughs> nobody, you know we got a chance. Don't let it be them birds, man. We have a man. chance called nobody likes us because we know it. Yeah. We yeah. don't care. Absolutely, we don't give a damn. Man, just be happy with Dan Snyder. But shouts to Eric Reed. I don't know exactly how I feel about him getting the job. Um, he's just going to go through with the collusion case with yeah. standing with Kaepernick. He got to feed his family, so I'm he, not totally yeah. mad at him. I mean, he got to do what he's got to do. Kaepernick and, got his big big contract already, so he can do this. <laughs> Eric Reed can't. Like I said. That's, that's true. He facts. didn't get a big it's, Nike deal. Like that's Kaepernick right. Did. It's got to be right. about the sacrifice. Right. No, I'm with you on that. So, shouts to him. But 
you know, to that point, we're talking about how the NFL treats players. And I remember there was a book called The $40 Million Slave. Do y'all remember that? It was a few years back, maybe 2007. Mm. Title, so. title sounds for me. Mm-hmm. The title was The $40 Million Slave. And at the time, I was like, you're getting paid millions of dollars. I'm, I'm kind of with, you know, these people saying that that's some bullshit. But I have a little bit different, as I grew older, a little bit different mindset on that. So there was a there was a documentary that came on this week. And once again, LeBron James, Maverick Carter produced it, and it was around amateurism and the NCAA. And it wasn't really that good. I don't know if you had a chance to look at it, but there were some nuggets that you could take out of it. It just my issue with it, and I and I got halfway through it honestly, but. It, it just kind of reintroduced the issue that we all knew, right? So, pay for play, right? Like, it's should, should college athletes be paid, right? And, I mean, if... Should they be paid is one thing, but like I said before, I thought it was debatable whether that was a league that um, was taking advantage. It, you, it was debatable whether that was a new age way of slavery. Mm-hmm. But, you know, watching the documentary, one of the main nuggets was... The first executive director of the NCAA, his name was Walter Byers. And back in 1960 or so, um, and I'm, I'm paraphrasing a bit, his exact statement was, I attribute the success and the profitability of college athletics to the neo-plantation mentality that exists on the campuses of our country and the conference offices of the NCAA. And that reward belongs to the overseers and the supervisors. So he comes, he co-signed the way of thinking of a plantation owner. And that's their initial intent of creating the NCAA in college athletics. So now it's not debatable. Do you know when the NCAA was created? Educators, brother. So uh, it was founded in 1906. And it was created by Teddy Roosevelt. Mm, and, so, oh, and, so, and so get this. The reason they created the NCAA was to protect young people from the dangerous and exploit, exploitive athletic practices of the time. Mm. <laughs> How ironic is that? He's good. It's comical. Yeah. It's comical because they actually created the term college or student athlete. Because if they didn't, they would have to be coined as employees. And what do you got to do with employees? Got to give them benefits. You got to give them benefits. You got to pay them. Got to pay them. Chris Webber said, I think it was, I don't know if it was the Fab Five. It wasn't the Fab Five documentary because he wasn't rocking with Jalen. They got Fab Five got to get it together. But Webber said when he was. They'll never get it together. He he was a student. You don't think they'll ever get it? I'm sorry. Jalen's not. You don't think it'll ever happen? I don't think they got to throw their hands. They just got yeah, boxed. They got to. So if got it boxed. don't happen, I'm gonna be yeah, upset. They got a Jack Jack Johnson. No no glove. Just no glove. Yeah. Fist the cuff. Three, get, three rounds. They got to get through that. But what I was gonna quickly say about him is he said his moment of clarity was when he was walking around campus. Um, this is when they was in their prime, and he was still broke personally, and he saw a number four jersey in the bookstore for sale, and he mm. couldn't afford that. I remember he that. couldn't afford to buy it. But where did that money go? And they saw T-shirts. They saw sneakers. They saw the, they the black wearing. socks that everybody was and on. I understand that. I understand that. And the NCAA, who you know what's interesting? 
organizations where you can't pinpoint somebody is always a problem. Who is the who is the president and who is the, the executive director of the NCAA today? When they release a statement, it's the NCAA. It's not President NCAA uh, Carl Jones or some shit. They don't want to have any figureheads because then you can attack that person. They don't want they don't want those problems. Like I said, I hate to talk about people. You never count another man's money. That's a golden rule, but I'm going to do it this one time. Nick Saban's getting close to $8 million a year. I thought he was getting more than that. I thought he was getting at least 10 or 11. I think he's getting eight, but maybe, or maybe yeah. it's 10. I think it's eight is what I saw, but. And he's fucking every fucking <laughs> sorority girl walking around campus from what I hear, but that's another We might story. have to give a round of applause for that. Life, life is good for Nick Saban. <laughs> life, life, life is good for that guy. I respect Nick Saban. I heard, I saw something where they were like, yeah, we don't call him the coach, we call him daddy. <laughs> that's what that's, that's what I one of the sorority girls said we don't who is coach you talking about daddy you know how much, you know how long eight million dollars can go in Alabama oh my god he's a god out there he's, he's living a king. like a king oh, man. And, I mean and I'm it is what it is but the problem is the main sports college basketball college football pay for all the bullshit that don't make no money that is always going to be an issue when you're talking about paying the people that are really generating the revenue, right? Yeah, I mean, and we go back to the issue of, of black players, right? Basketball and football, the majority of those sports have black players. All right, gentlemen, what do y'all think of these stats? So this was in the LeBron and Maverick Carter documentary that was on HBO. 56 of NCAA football players are black. 56%. 66% of NCAA basketball players are black. And, you know, those, those are what they are. The, the number that makes those numbers more glaring, 3% of undergraduate students are black. 3% of undergraduate students at NCAA sanctioned universities are black. That was kind of a mind that was, that kind of blew my mind a little bit. So they all playing basketball. That's what it sounds like. <laughs> That's Damn. what it sounds like. I must have got in, or, or, or I must they just snuck me in or something. Uh, I don't know. We must have been the cream Three of the crop. Three percent. That's terrible. So you can't tell somebody that they there to get an education. We know what you're there for. You can't even go home during the holidays. You can't even get a job. Don't tell me I'm here to get no education. I know why you got me here. So, at some point, I hope we can find out or figure out a way to deal with the NCAA. Yeah, because well, we're generating too much money for them. And then they're using us. We're just fucking livestock to them motherfuckers. Modern for day sure. slaves. For sure. I don't know if you guys saw this, but uh, in 2017, the NCAA pulled in over $1 billion in revenue. I believe that A billion Easy Maybe more easy. The, the NCAA tournament um, Turner Sports Paid the NCAA $857 million To broadcast the NCAA tournament For the next few easy. years And you look at They want to punish a guy For getting 100000 From a booster To give to his mother They want to punish a guy For getting his mom a house When they don't know If they're going to tear their ACL And never be able to play again You want to punish that guy and try to act like he did something criminal. This shit is ridiculous. Yeah, I mean, it's just a lot of money on the line, man. It, go, it goes back to 
uh, my idea for breaking up the NFL. The the way to break up the NCAA is you take these HBCUs, whatever. I'm with you on that. Whatever. If they're part of the NCAA, take them out of it. If you're a top athlete, go to fucking get, get the HBCUs to create their own nonprofit, go to Morehouse. collegiate athletic organization. That's the first Absolutely. thing. Absolutely. And then you get these top 100 recruits to coming out of high school football and basketball to go to these HBCUs. Absolutely. Because when you create your own athletic, but let me ask you this, Kels. Who's going to do that? Who's going to organize that? It's it, it got to be it's gotta, somebody it's, to it's, put it's, those it's, type of movements it's, together. It's, it's, and it comes with a sacrifice. You got to be willing. You gotta be willing to put yeah. your life to, on the line. Honestly, see, yeah. yeah, 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 exactly. So here's the thing: uh, the stuff we talking about is possible. Like it is it, possible. I think the message just needs to get out there, and we gotta have the right people with the right resources to put it off. The people like the LeBrons, like the right. The Maverick Carter, yeah. and maybe that's or, what they're building the, up to. The, the, the Robert Smiths, the Magic Johnsons. Oh yeah, y'all name the Bob, the Bob Johnson. Y'all naming oh, everybody yeah. but the Oprahs, Michael Jordan, the Oprahs, Michael Jordan, Mike. We Mike not, not we not we're not dependent on Michael. Ken Chenault. You know we're not dependent on Michael. It's not his jeans are not for the culture, or, or even the Kobe's. Jeans definitely not for the culture. The shoes for the culture though. Oh, you ever oh, seen oh, the even, jeans with even, the shoes though? That's a nasty mix. Or even Beyonce and Jay Z, they've done a lot of things for the culture, but we need to take it to another level and really organize something. It can't be no household by household situation. It's got to be something that people can get behind because back in the day when they did the boycott of the buses, that had to be organized mm-hmm. by leadership, and I think they clearly. Set an example. They like to set an example with people, so it doesn't happen again. But in this new age of media, where it's twenty four seven, where it's social media, I think we need somebody to step up to the table. And I think it's going to be different rules this time around if we can get that thing going. I'm gonna put my money with Sean King. Go with Sean King. I'm gonna go with Sean King. That's the only person I can identify with right now. So Morehouse brother mm-hmm. on social media. It's that a is Morehouse. Episode like a motherfucker. I know, hey man. man. I fuck with Morehouse. I got no issues with Morehouse. I wouldn't care if you did, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Smoking like a true Morehouse man. <laughs> nah, shout out, <laughs> shout out to the house, Doctor King. Shout right to the house, Morehouse University. It's just different. It's just different. Only place you can see it. Another nigga in your class with high heels on. Oh no. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no. Whoa. Oh, man. Shots fired. Shots fired. Whoa, we were just bigging up more house. <laughs> hey, man, we got to give it all. Yeah, we got to give, give all the, the brothers a shout out. Keep the, keep the vest on, man. <laughs> but that's, what yeah. you get. that's what you get when you're at the top, man. They, they, they shoot up at you, you know. <laughs> but I did look it up. The $40 million slaves was written in 2007 by William C. Roden. So I may pick that up myself. Maybe we start a little book club or something like that. That'd be pretty dope. That is dope. I like yeah, that idea, yeah. actually. we probably do something like that. Book of that. the Month or something like that. Yeah, so maybe we all pick that up and then we kind of have a little dialogue about it. But, yeah, you know, we need to get some leadership in place. NCAA is, you know, before I had my opinions and I thought that it was debatable, but clearly it was constructed to behave 
and and act in a certain manner and that was to take advantage of young black athletes as if they were cattle and seeing that statement solidified it for me so you know we're going to continue to have a discussion around the NCAA but let's let's lighten up the mood a little bit let's talk about a little bit of football so we got we got to talk about the Eagles real quick that's what we do on this show Sheagles you got to relax you gotta, you gotta take a step back. You can't disrespect. All we'll right? make it an NFC East discussion, you know, or, or unless he's not claiming his squad, we'll, we'll figure no, out. I'm, I'm not claiming my squad, man. It, you know, um, from what I read and what I see uh, on terms of highlights, you know, guys are doing well. But man, we two and two. I mean, you yeah, guys. Are, yeah, I'm just not a, two and one. Yeah. All right, hold two up. So, are you watching the Monday night game? That's a big game for y'all against, I'm, against I'm not, the Saints. I'm not watching. I actually think they're going to win. That's going to be a big game for y'all. I think. I mean, win. if I go somewhere, I'll watch it, but I'm not. You don't like, watch it yeah, in the house. I don't plan on watching, no. Okay, so you could possibly go to a bar and check it out. You're not going to bring your Alex mm-hmm. Smith jersey? Mm-hmm. Hell no. <laughs> <laughs> what jersey does a skin fan have? What jersey would a skin fan have? Portis. Maybe Sean Taylor for sure. Sean, okay, okay. Yeah, Sean Taylor. Yeah, Sean Taylor. Yeah, one of the best. One of the realest safeties out there. One of the realest of all time. But I'm talking about today's players. Man, I don't know, man. Clinton Portis. Who do you pick, pick one, man. Because, but he's not a he's not Jordan, hard player. Jordan Reed. Because <laughs> you know everybody we know got a, if you were somebody, a kid in Philadelphia, you're going to wear a Wednesday. They're the only team where you yeah. really could probably just rock an offensive line. The niggas got Trent Williams. <laughs> yeah. Trent Williams jersey. We don't, nasty. We, yeah, he's, he's probably the only staple player. <laughs> That's disgusting. On the squad. Left tackle. Which, which is horrible. <laughs> <laughs> fucking horrible. It's fucking horrible. Well, no, maybe Josh Norman. Yeah. Maybe a job. I mean, when Rack, when Rack, I forgot he was on that he's team. On the team. That's how much. Yeah, I fuck with Chris Thompson because he's on my fantasy team. Shout out to the I Am Legend Fantasy Football League. I'm taking it down this year. What's your What's your record in that league? Um, two and two right now, but okay. we're getting healthy. We're getting healthy. We're working on it. He was in my league one year. He was in my league one year, wasn't he? He wasn't. He wasn't in that. No, he was. No, he wasn't in that. He wasn't in another league. He wasn't in the real league. He wasn't. He wasn't in the real league. I heard he was trashing your league. He didn't make the playoffs. I know that. He never makes the playoffs. So maybe that's another reason why he don't watch football. (laughs) (laughs) I see what you did there. Maybe he just wasn't watching football. I don't. I don't know. One time he drafted. Nah, I ain't gonna go in. I'm gonna let him live. But real quick, Tay, what what do the Eagles need to do? We played Minnesota this week. That's a huge game for us as well because that's a rematch of the NFC Championship game where we we whooped their ass last year. They have kind of been struggling. We have clearly been struggling. That's secondary. I mean, what, what do you think, man? Man, I think at the end of the day, you know, we got to – we. so Kirk Cousins plays against us very well. So that's concerning. He has. Kirk's going to get his numbers, but you know Kirk's going to also give up that football. So you got to get pressure on him at some point. Somebody at the defensive line, if that's the scheme, they have to make start making plays. I'm calling out Fletcher Cox. I'm calling out Derek Barnett. Chris Long, you need to show me something. Michael Bennett, please show up but at some point. did you hear Michael Bennett was complaining this week? Oh, he was? That's interesting. That's interesting. I didn't um I didn't catch that, but I think at the end of the day, you know, the secondary I mean, what are you gonna do with Jalen Mills? Jalen Mills, I think, clearly needs to move to safety. I think Jalen Mills is gonna have to move to safety at some point. I mean, you drafted my man um 
Sidney Jones. He was supposed to be the top draft pick at corner a year ago. And because of his Achilles injury, we had to let him rest, learn the game, and then we were going to go ahead and insert him. So, Jalen Mills is a seventh-round pick. So, for Jalen Mills to still be out there, he had a nice run, but the jig is up. Get his ass out of there. The guy couldn't, he couldn't cover his fucking five-year-old son with a blanket. He's trampled. He sounds like a bump. He is. I, I, don't disrespect. You, 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 you're not, you're not. You're I'm not trying to get our, you to bash the teeth. <laughs> you're not on our side of the fence. Don't disrespect. He's no Josh Norman, clearly. But the brother is, you know, but last year he had a little run. And they thought that, you know, all right, we got a seven-round pick. We ain't got to pay him no money. So let's see how long this is going to last. Well, guess what? It's over. Get his ass the fuck out of there. He can't cover anything. So, I mean, we need to really have Sidney Jones. Give Sidney Jones, take him out of that nickel position and put him out there one-on-one. You said he was a lockdown corner. Let us see it. And I think he's played pretty well so far. Give I mean, him a shot. Yeah, I think that. And I don't know if Jalen is trying out of safety or whatever. He got speed like a safety. Right. And put, put the kid Maddox at the slot and see what they can do. Right. And I I, think, even Darby's been getting beat. Even Darby's been playing. I've never been a huge fan of Darby since he's been with us. I haven't seen what they what they brought him in to be. He ain't been. I'm okay with Darby. I, I'm not a big fan. But he right can't. He, he's, he, he looks a little hesitant when he tackles. That is the issue I will say with him. Mm-hmm. He looks a little a little soft on tackle. But offensively, you know, if we talking if we want to switch to the other side, I mean my guy Nelson gotta catch the damn ball. I was quiet this whole week because I was depressed. Nelson gotta catch the damn ball. That's your man. That's my man. I'm a ride that was reminded me of why we got rid of his ass. Let me mm. let me say this. I'm I'm hearing you talk about how trash your guy this guy is. Jalen Mills. I'm hearing you talk about who's this kid, Nelson? Aguilar, Aguilar, who's not who's not catching? He didn't catch his pass. So you doing a lot of. Uh, it sounds like the Eagles are full uh, uh, fool's goal, if you will. With Super like, Bowl champs, so we ain't. We, there's no fool's goal. This is a flash in the pan Super Bowl ring that you got here, and that's the question. I'm gonna be honest with you. So is it, the is way it, we're performing it, right now is it legit? Yes. Yeah, are legit. you legit team? Legit. You wanna know why we legit? Because our our quarterback for the next ten years top five. But well, we got to see who, what are the, the Super Bowl champions of recent years? Who hasn't made the playoffs? That's too early to say about Wentz. We'll see. It's too early. I mean, he's, he's, you can't I, say nothing bad about Carson It's Wentz. hard to say he's yeah. not top five. Top five quarterbacks in the league today? Yeah. He's on the, he, it's debatable. It's definitely debatable, but he would be in the conversation. Yeah. If he's starting a franchise today, he's one of the guys that's probably going to come Is he better up. than Andrew Luck? I'd start a franchise oh, with him over Andrew Luck. Absolutely. If I'm starting a franchise wow. today, I probably absolutely. And I'm honest about my critique of these. Oh, yeah. But Carson's legit, bro. That's a good comparison, though. That's a very that's, good. Question. Nah, that's the yeah, right. That's, that's, that's the right that's question. Right. That's the right way. Like if you would have said Dak Prescott, I would have fucking. Yeah, no, no, fuck you. you had to leave. <laughs> yeah. But let me real quick. Fuck the Cowboys. So, fuck definitely, fuck definitely the fuck the Cowboys. But except for Zeke, he's since on my we're talking, team. since we're talking. <laughs> Shout out to Z. Disrespectful. Hey, man, that nigga real, B. <laughs> so we on the NFC East. We talking about a lot of the substance. We talking about things for the culture. 
things that are important to black people. Now, do you call the team that you support the Redskins? Uh, uh, do I call them the Redskins? Are uh, do you do? Are you behind them remaining with the name the Washington Redskins? Because locally, they're just called the Skins. Right. Yeah, yeah. Well, some people call them the Washington football team. They were just not true. That sounds true, terrible. True. It does. I think it's pretty I think, long. I think uh, I don't mind the name the Redskins, honestly. But if it offends a group of people, um, if it disrespects their heritage or skin color or whatever they believe in, and okay. they're standing up for themselves, right? Then I think the name should be changed. And that was always always my thing. Like I can't tell a group of people what is offensive or not to them. Because this, this, I mean, the red. I, can, the, I can't tell them what's offensive to the them. The name has been around for years. I remember when me and you found out about it, right? Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's 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 been around for years, but uh. Shocked. So so what does that mean? That it's been around for years. Niggas been getting. They were getting lynched for years. So. <laughs> no, it means it means that's it, that's true. That's true. It means that, it's no different than the Cleveland Indians and the Chicago that, Blackhawks and the Kansas City Chiefs. So what I'm saying, I'm not, of, I'm not an Indian American, so I can't say get over it because right. a lot of people can say that shit right, about the right. things that we're a sensitive about. Right. But so that, it, 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 that's a good point because even though it's been around for years, Native Americans could have always felt this way, but just never spoke up. Right, and finally found the courage to speak up. You don't see black. So that's, you that's don't fair. see blackface on TV no more. Right. I, I mean, I don't. I, I don't. Or do we? I, I don't know, know how you classify Wayne Brady. <laughs> <laughs> Disrespect. Disrespect. <laughs> that's what we're here for. I would. Uh... <laughs> but I don't know the statistics or the stats behind. The Native American and the influence, because it's all going to—it goes back to revenue and, and, and how much money is being generated by a certain group, and that's when they pay attention to you or not. Now, don't get it twisted; they got the reservations, and you don't pay no taxes. They got a lot of things that we didn't get. If you're talking about reparations and things of that nature, nigga, Native it American, was their land, though. <sighs> Facts. <laughs> Nigga, it's ours too. We built this fucking country. Where's my 40 acres and a mule? True. True. <laughs> you Shout did. out to Spike. Shout out to Spike. Spike and a lot of love today. Hell yeah. This is, we just going to make, this is not even going to be called the episode two. It's going to be called the Morehouse episode. Morehouse. Boys in the huddle at Morehouse. We're going to Follies after this. Out of control. <laughs> I wish. <laughs> All Me right, so who, who is uh, who's going to have a better record, the Redskins or the Eagles? That's an excellent question because I'm actually, and I'm gonna be honest, I think the Redskins are better than a lot of people giving them credit for. I think they're a team, and the, I think they're the biggest rival in the division. I think it's too early to tell. I mean, we, we, we're three weeks in, we three games in. Yeah, you guys three are two four. and one because you had to buy. We are two and two. You got the big game on Monday night. I think this weekend is going to really set the tone. I tell you what, the rest of the I, didn't, I, I didn't like see, Alex Smith. Yeah, I didn't see the Packers game. Alex. I didn't see the Packers game, but I'm impressed the way they the way they handled that. The yeah, they handled, yeah, yeah. They came out with the W. Yeah, and if AP can stay healthy, 
He's giving y'all a lot of good minutes. I mean, y'all got a good number, a good one-two punch with uh, Chris Thompson and AP. I think the biggest weakness for the Redskins is they don't have a receiver. Mm. Like, their slot receiver is their best receiver. That's never a good recipe. So, you're throwing... Crowder. Crowder. You're throwing... And then you got um, got Jordan Jordan Reed. That's also covering the middle. That's it. And the biggest problem is... Dotson. Who's the... Dotson. Dotson. Who's the other receiver they got? Richardson? They got Paul Richardson from yeah. Seattle, who was yeah. trash when he was with Seattle. I don't understand that. And Des Bryant can't get a job. Hmm. Des Bryant would be would be a good fit there. He, he just would wants make too a lot of money. sense. He just wants too much money. He would make a lot of sense. But I'm, I'm gonna say that it's gonna be close. I, right now, I'm gonna reserve my opinion on who's gonna have a better record because the Eagles, if if they don't address that secondary and they don't get things in order. You know, from that from the past defense perspective, then we're gonna have a, we're gonna have a long season, and the coaches seem to be stubborn. I don't, I don't see them making no changes right now. I think ten and six wins the division. I just don't know if that's going to be the Eagles or somebody else. But I, I don't see an eleven and five team. I will say it's between the Eagles and the Redskins. Yeah, hundred percent. What what's the Giants' record right now? What are they? Have they won? They have they won a game yet? They're one and they're one and three. They're one and three. Yeah, they're one and three. Cowboys are two and two, but nobody's taking them serious. So I think it's between the Eagles and the Redskins. So we'll have you back on as we as we get deep into the season to really debate it. Maybe you will go to a bar and watch a game or something like that. And we we actually need to come to this Eagles bar with us in DC. It's fucking popping. Man, fuck that Eagles bar. (laughs) (laughs) Speaking of bars. Bars. What, rap bars? What are we talking about? Word on the street is you had a mean fastball back in the day. Oh, man. We're going to get into that. Great segue. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. let's, let's hold off on that. Let's hold off on that. Let's get into an even lighter mood. We got a little segment. Now I want to I wanna run past you guys. <laughs> he said, pause. <laughs> we got a segment. It's called Sucker or OG Move okay, so I'll give y'all a scenario. Y'all tell me if this was a sucker move or an OG move. In 1992, Michael Jordan was a part of the greatest team of all time, and that is the Dream Team, the greatest collection of players ever assembled. Shout out to Isaiah. But there was one player that was left off of that team. And that was Mr. Isaiah Thomas, my favorite player of all time. Round so, of applause for Isaiah, man. We'll, we'll get there. We'll get there. <laughs> Legend has it that Michael Jordan, maybe along with Magic, who is even, you know, he might be even bigger culprit. Maybe Chuck Daly, too. Chuck Daly being Isaiah's coach has to have a finger pointed at him as well. But at the end of the day, probably it's top three point guard in that in that era was left off of the dream team because Michael Jordan did not want him on the squad. Is that a sucker or OG move? I mean that's a sucker move. It's a sucker move? There's nothing OG about that. There's nothing OG about that. There's nothing OG about having Christian Lakner and John Stockton on your squad over Zeke. I mean, I'm just saying, Michael Jordan was the most powerful dude in the league. What you got? You got Irving, and you got Larry Bird. Now, this was an Irving Magic Johnson who had recently contracted HIV virus. A lot of people didn't know if he was going to play 
at that time. Larry Bird with a bad back. There's a lot of guys that maybe should yeah, not were, have been on that team. They were past their prime. They were past their yeah, prime. Right. They had they had ailments, but they were good enough so, to, I mean, to uh, beat everybody. Are you saying that is justified for Michael to say if you guys... Hell yeah. So that's OG Nigga, move. I got Magic and I got Larry <laughs> Charles, Zeke, you got Stockton. Zeke, you can step back. Zeke, stay your bitch ass home. I'm going to rock with Stockton. I got John Stockton, bro. Is, and Zeke is my favorite player. I'm going to say that's OG move. I think that's OG move. I think, I think Michael doing that in his time of power, he was the height of his career to say... You want me? Well, guess what? You, oh, no, 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 no. You can't be a part of this. It was an OG move. It's an OG move. But it was a sucker move, though. It's an OG move, though. I, I also think... I don't think it could be both. It's I either also, one or the other. I also think Mike probably had some... Maybe animosity around the Chicago Bulls, Detroit Pistons series. Oh, it was a, It was 100%. It was a lot of things. It was all so about it was, right. it was more than just magic. It was like, I really don't fuck with It was about that flagrant foul in the third quarter Definitely. that he got. You know what I'm saying? But either way, you suppose to maybe take some of that out of your personal feelings. A guy that is should have been a part of that experience was not, and it was a direct <laughs> reflect off of, of, of you. And your power. I think it's an OG move, personally. At the same time, what do we see today? We see Lance Stevenson right on the sideline next to LeBron James. And we see LeBron James opening schools for the youth and, and underserved communities and also this giving job training time. to their parents. This is a different time, though. These niggas ain't enemies. They love each other. It's different. These niggas don't dislike each other. I think LeBron probably got a couple of enemies, though. Like, yeah. I don't know. Lance is one of his biggest enemies And he wanted him on the team So I, I don't yeah. know I don't know Because he should see the big picture Is my point The enemies are people like Westbrook and, and, and Durant You know I don't think they really like did, each other Did Jordan have the power to create his own team Like LeBron does Hell yeah he oh, did Absolutely it That's how the dream team was done agency. It was a different time Hell yeah agency. But I think I think Michael doing that is an OG move But you know we got two OGs and one sucker. Is that what we? Is that what we going? Yeah, with? I'm gonna stand with sucker. Stand with sucker. So all right, the OG. So it's stamped as the OG move. Shouts out to Michael. So the next scenario also involves Mr. Jordan. So I don't know if y'all know about this. You know, back when Michael, before he was a champion, he was with the Chicago Bulls clearly, and there was a brother named Reggie Theus. Shout out to Reggie. Y'all know Reggie. He was the coach of what was that show? Hang time. Hang time. I, I, I think it was Hang time. You probably remember the show. Hang he used to be a coach of the Sacramento Kings in recent history. What was the Anthony Anderson? Anthony the, Anderson got his start. <laughs> it was on Hang time with Reggie Theus. Yeah, I used to watch that show. Like this fat motherfucker. How is he on the team? How does he make the basketball? I never team? seen. This he, show. Just, he just he just shot drum shots. <laughs> Kells was in the streets back then <laughs> as a youth. Right. Like what, what were you? What were you watching Saturday morning? <laughs> I don't know what y'all Jersey about? niggas was doing. Yeah, but in, anyway, so Reggie Theus was on his team with, with with Michael Jordan, Chicago Bulls. Reggie also was frequenting Juanita, Juanita Jordan. So Reggie Theus was known as a macaroni back in that time. <laughs> Reggie was macking them up and down. The west side of Chicago, downtown, south side. My man said macaroni. <laughs> he said macaroni, dog. <laughs> look, 
<laughs> you know, I got to take it back to the A's. He was a macaroni. So Reggie was a macaroni. Pretty Ricky's what they call. <laughs> Pretty Ricky is what they called. Right. Pretty Reggie is what I heard. So apparently, you know, Reggie was macking on Juanita. Michael Jordan requested that Reggie get traded. Is that a su- and he got traded? Is that a sucker or OG move? And this just validates my previous point. <laughs> <laughs> Do y'all want to revise y'all first answer? <laughs> Is that a sucker OG move? Uh, I, I I have to lean towards sucker on that. You got to you, Michael's macking game wasn't that strong. I, I, I second that man. That's a sucker move. Bro. <laughs> That's a sucker you know, move. At, at the end of the day. If they're going to choose, they're going to choose. There's nothing you can do about it. There's right. nothing I can do about right. it. Right. Yeah, but Michael you know, clearly If, if your wife is down for you. But she, she wasn't his wife at the time. She wasn't his wife yet. Doesn't matter. Well, well, well either, either way. I just wanted, you know, either way, the, if, if she wasn't his wife at the time and she was want, wanting to be his wife, she would have curved it. I mean, you know, at the end of the day, if you rocking them jeans, they're going to cost you. <laughs> Facts. And he's been rocking them Durangos for a long <laughs> time. Yeah, but Juanita fell off. He got he upgraded from Juanita. He moved on. He got a Brazilian. So I'm just saying. Well, we can't be the pro black podcast <laughs> shouting out Brazilians <laughs> over the sisters. You can be pro black and love all species of of females. We're not going to discriminate. This when you coming. start using words like species, I'm a- <laughs> <laughs> I, I didn't mean to say that. That was actually the wrong. <laughs> I don't know why I said species. <laughs> you got to relax on that. <laughs> you got to relax. That man about to holler some marsupials out here. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, but man. either way, we're not going to discriminate. If you're beautiful, you're beautiful. And Michael chose upgraded but at the time with Reggie that was a sucker move I, I think we're stamping that around the board as a sucker move correct absolutely sucker move for Michael get your Mac and game strong alright so the next scenario we got here alright so I mean we could talk about uh, NBA superstars I, and you know I have different feelings about it but these guys go ahead and create these super teams they make their own decisions and, and they boss up if that's what you want to call it, is that a sucker move or is it an OG move? When they go ahead and, and, and you, you call that bossing up, I, I said that's if that's what you want to call it. Because let's take a look at this. One once upon a time, Kevin Durant, Russell Westbrook, and James Harden were all on the same team, right? And Serge Ibaka. And Serge Ibaka. Well, he's no, you're not including him. But right, you gotta Kevin, include him because that's um, who they chose but, to but, keep. But let's say let's say in two years from now. Russell Westbrook, Durant, and Harden chose to be on the but, same but team. But people putting, would have a problem with that, you, right? You're putting Serge on that level of heart with, with Harden. I, Westbrook. No, I'm not putting. No, him no, the yeah. Oklahoma City did because that's well, who they, well, chose, they chose to give the money. Yeah. They chose him. But over I'm Harden. just saying, let's just focus on those yeah, three. Yeah. They were on the team together, and that was an organically uh, manufactured by the organization. But if those guys said they would never on the team together, if they decided to get together. In a couple of years, people would have a problem with that, right? Right. So, I mean, I'm just thinking at it and looking at it from that perspective. Of course, what Durant did to me is a sucker move. LeBron going to Miami, but now it seems like they've set this this trend, this new norm. Right. That's maybe the new normal. Is that an OG move? Because they're saying I'm not going to let an organization <clears throat> decide my future. 
I'm going to do what I want to do, and I'm going to get with the guys that I want to get with. Is that a sucker move or an OG move? Um, it's an OG move if you win a championship. If not, it's a sucker move. Mm. And for me, it's an OG move on paper, but we're talking about the game of basketball. It's supposed to be built on competition. So for me, it makes it a sucker move because at the same time, is that a blueprint that if we got to take it local – is that a blueprint that Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid and Markel Fultz is going to follow if they become the next big three out here in the East? Is that something that they're going to look at? And like they're already saying, Ben Simmons might just go to L.A. to be with LeBron and to be with Kendall, right? right? right. So, I mean, at the end of the day, the impact could be catastrophic on the competitive balance in the mm. league. So I think for that reason, it makes it a sucker move for me. I don't like it because I think it's bad for the league, so I'm going to have to stamp that with a sucker move. Yeah. So we well, I guess I, I guess I waffled, you know. Uh, like I said, the ring is the thing. So you think if you I get think, a ring, that's an OG move? I think KD doing what he did, and and don't don't get me wrong, I don't like what he did. I know he he joined the super team. I mean, you got Steph, you got Draymond, you got Iggy, right? I mean, who else? I mean, you got you got. I mean, not, we don't don't. don't I, I don't know Iggy. if Iggy is a part it's of it, but. <laughs> Well, he's a factor. Let's be he, honest. He's, he he's, he's a factor. He is. He is. So you you got a solid team, and uh, I mean they got two rings already. Right. Right. So you want to stamp that as OG move when you if look, it comes with when, the when, ring. When, when KD hangs it up, he got two championships. I, I, you know what they they try to take a look at Barkley and you and all those guys that didn't get rings, and they try to put them in this category. I think there's going to be another category. For these guys who who did the sucker shit, who did the sucker shit, it's going to be another category yeah, for those you, guys. You might have to put an asterisk behind that. Behind that, right? I think. That, 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 I mean, that. so is it worth it? Is it more honorable to go down like Reggie Miller, Ewing, and Barkley, or is it more honorable to to get the the easy ring like like K Day? That's a good question. Uh, so, so I'm saying I'm keep I'm staying with sucker. You're staying with Sucker Tay, right? Yeah. What is your final? Question. What is your final? What is your final stance? What are you stamping this with these these players doing what they're doing today? Yeah, I'm gonna go with Sucker Move. I'm gonna go with Sucker yeah, Move. I'm gonna Honor go with, up, shout yeah. out right, the across dang. the board. Yeah. You bitch ass niggas teaming up. It's a Sucker Move. All right. So the final. A scenario that we're going to talk about is y'all remember last year they've had a few battles my man Akeem Tlaib and Michael Crabtree with Akeem Tlaib within the game straight I think it was twice OG Jack to Michael Crabtree OG Bobby Johnson the OG Bobby Johnson Michael Crabtree for his chain twice two times is that an OG move so, or a sucker move? It's only one way to grab me. If you're getting your chain snatched, nigga, it's an OG That's move. That's <laughs> <laughs> an OG move. So, my- Phil and Kels, Kels might not know the history because yeah, Kels didn't watch the league last yeah, year. Okay. So, okay. they had, they had like... They throwing they had, hands doing the Exactly. They got ejected, I think, either once. Maybe in both games, yeah, actually. They got ejected. They, in both games. But each time when they was, you know, throwing hands in football, you know, Football throw hands is weird, but each time you know they were smacking helmets. They were smacking helmets. You know how that go. But Talib, you know, Crabtree had like a little goal, a little link um, uh, that he was rocking during the games, and every each time uh, Talib snatched it from him in the scuffle. Yeah, and then talked about it post game. Mm-hmm. 
And you know, I, I definitely have to stamp that OG. Like we, this guy wants to wear a gold chain in the NFL game, and I don't like you. Guess what? That's coming off. That's you, a you, fucking OG yeah. move. <laughs> that's an OG. That's, that's the only one way. That's to an OG it. move. <laughs> So we're gonna stamp that an OG move Akeem to leave. That should have been five fantasy points for Triple Denver's defense. Triple OG Akeem to leave. Like you, you either put a call in and get your chain back, or you buy you buy a new. One. <laughs> <laughs> who the Crabtree called to get his chain back? That's an interesting question. He had to call somebody. Who was who was to leave with in Denver? Make that call, bro. He call was in Denver, right? <laughs> Who's out in Denver? He got to call to get his chain call. back. He had to call who, Elway. <laughs> right, Elway got to say so. You know, it's no rappers in, in Colorado. Huh? What's the, is it Tech Nine Colorado? Even somewhere else. Shit. <laughs> I got to dig deep in the crates for that answer, boss. <laughs> I think he's from Kansas, actually. I, 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 has, I feel I like he is from, from Kansas. This man actually. went from Colorado to Kansas. <laughs> <laughs> man, you saw they all somewhere around. In the middle of the state. Yeah, I got you. But all right, so we stand for that straight across the board. OG move. OG. Uh, came to leave Triple OG Stamping that for you brother uh, Keep it up But I think we're coming to We're coming to an end here We're wrapping this thing up um, You know I think We touched on a few things As far as the NCAA goes That's one of the things that really I really hope that We can somehow figure out a way To get organized And and, and put a movement together To kind of counteract what's going on there Because I mean that is truly A new way to use black people up I think that You know I was On that LeBron documentary They showed guys that Were beat up Throughout their career They didn't make it To the NFL And now they can't Afford health insurance It was like a dude Sleeping in his car Or something yeah. right Yeah so, I mean If if you If you there to play sports And in your mind Like I didn't give up On my dream John 11th grade I thought I was going To the NBA Which was foolish of me For sure But if you actually Make it to a Division 1 University you really think that you're going to make it there. And the way they use you up and spit you out, and your focus was to play sports and make it to the pros, a lot of times there's no backup plan. So maybe it, it really the answer is, again, we got to start looking out for us, putting, yeah. putting programs in place to let guys know what's your exit strategy going to be if you don't make it. <clears throat> if you don't make it to the league, then, then what's the plan? And you got to understand that you have to have an exit strategy from the NCAA. You have to use them for what they're worth while you're there and not allow them to use you up and spit you out because it's hard to recover from that when in your mindset, you're going to the NFL, you're going to the NBA. And even if you make it there, if you're there for a year or two, and I actually know some brothers that, that have been through that, you're there for a year or two and you're trying to live that Six figure lifestyle, million million dollar lifestyle. It don't it don't last. So there's got to be things in place that we got to take care of one another. And and I think maybe we need to have, start having that conversation. But Markel is going to continue to boycott the NFL. I understand where you're coming from, and you know I can't get behind it right now. I just want us to be organized. And if we come up with an organized movement, I'm all about it. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I agree with that. And don't get me wrong, I like I, I like watching football. I kind of miss watching it, but um, like I said, man, the NFL, I think is playing the public like they're stupid, and they're making these moves like we can't see through them. So that's what right. that's I, what makes it even worse. 
And I and and I think to wrap put up put up to bring it all together. I mean, you go back to the Jamal Hill topic. You know, she was criticized, but you know, sports is all about black folks. The black athlete dominates most sports, um, except for hockey or maybe you know, I wouldn't even say baseball. But you know, at the end of the day, if we could get our own league, get our own networks, and keep it exclusive, I mean, that would be the dream. I don't know if we'll see that in our lifetime, but right. that's something that needs to happen. And right. And I like the earlier point, too. I mean, if you get these five-star um, uh, high school students to go to HBCUs, I mean, you keeping right. it all right. the way black. And I've been having that thought for a long time. And it's going to take some real leadership to put these things together. And, you know, I don't think Barack is in a position to do it, being he's the former president. Uh, but the Cory Booker's out there, you know, the Rod was the Rod Barakas, guys like that. They gotta, they gotta really get involved and, and and put some stuff together and stop being all about politics a little bit. But um, shouts out to my man, uh, Ron Voyage. Happy birthday, nigga. Love you to death. Happy birthday, bro. Not even a friend. I can't even call you that. Your brother forever. Um, so it's his birthday, and we're gonna end it on this. Uh, a few years ago was my birthday. And this is relevant to sports because it was the first time that I had coached an AAU team. So it was the birthday, had a party set up with another a friend of mine, a female, and we had a joint birthday at the Chicha Lounge. It's the first time I've ever seen a fastball in a bar. You gotta relax. <laughs> <laughs> So it was it was my first time coaching. I gotta give you all this. Y'all may not know what was really going on with me that night. This sounds like a cleanup job. It Kyle's. was not a cleanup job. Definitely what, a cleanup what, job. What, we what don't happened, give you our take after you done. What happened was I, I honestly was so drunk because it was my first time coaching and we had lost by forty got points. Got blown out. Yeah. We got our asses kicked. We got rocked. That was a hard pill for me to swallow. Mind you, we had played one of the top fifth grade, fourth grade teams or whatever uh, in the country. I didn't know that at the time, but we got beat by 40 points. So I already we already had the, the plan to do this little birthday thing. And I was just, just seething with, with anger after getting our asses kicked like that, knowing that we had more games to play the next day. So all I remember is there was a table full of birthday cupcakes. It was a white girl and there was a black girl. And one of them got pegged dead center with a pink frosting cupcake right in the face. Now, I don't, for the longest time, I thought that I hit the white girl. No, you did not. But after time, as, 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 as it, time went on, I kind of started to remember that I guess I hit the black girl which I apologize to you sister I'm sorry I, I didn't mean to hit you by the time she that man looked hit. like he looked like Brad Johnson out there <laughs> <laughs> throwing one down the line the, the thing about this story is I'm somewhat proud of myself the big unit I'm, I'm, I'm ashamed and the proud <laughs> I was the big unit that night she was by the time she hit the frosting on her face, she was white. <laughs> she was all white. Maybe that's what it was. Maybe I, that's why I thought I hit the white girl. But I was a pr- I was proud and ashamed of myself at at the same time because for one, 
That was flagrant. I shouldn't have done that. But on the second hand, I was like, damn, I still got it. I hit that bitch damn dead eye bullseye in the fucking face. You still got wood. Dog, dog, it was, it was, was about with the cupcake. That was about 10 feet away. That was a strike. <laughs> it, it, it was accurate. <laughs> that was a bullseye. That, that shit was accurate. That was a bullseye. You, you want right. to know what right. I hit it with the frosting side up. I could have easily hit it from the side or from the back of the cupcake. That was She had frosting all over her face. Right across home plate. You want to know what else <laughs> right was accurate? You want to know what else was accurate? That was the first time I think Kells hung out with you. And when that shit went down, that nigga was, at the, f- that nigga was at the front yeah. door. I, I was, a, I was <laughs> at the front like, door, okay, dog. Get your man. Get your man. I'll meet you at the front door. Dog. I didn't see him for a while. I, I didn't see a lot of people for a dog, while. By that there. time, I was hailing me a cab. I'm out of here. <laughs> you know why I probably thought it was the white girl because me and her started arguing. Yeah, y'all was y'all was going like at she it. was. I think she might have called me a nigga. She like nigga, I'm about to get you fucked up. Niggas is about to come up here and fuck your ass up. I said, all right, I'm here. But I think maybe that's why I thought that I had thrown it at her because she was riding for a girl, and I, that's 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 commendable. But I don't even know what happened. Shut I don't up. even know what they did to spark it. And I remember one of the girls because. My cousin used to run with all these bad chicks, and I ain't seen them since. <laughs> I wonder why. I, I, seen, I used to be invited to everything. I ain't seen them since then. This is real like, well, she's a female. Not if and cupcakes like, well, are there, you're not invited. You no, know, it's not gonna be any. If, yeah, if there's cupcakes, then I'm not gonna be invited. But I mean, one of the girls are like, but well, that's a female. I was like, that's exactly. That's why I didn't punch that bitch in her fucking mouth. I threw a cupcake at her. It shouldn't be. In my mind, <laughs> at the time, I didn't think that it was such a bad thing. Yeah, it was bad, bro. It was that bad? It was bad, but yeah. I, it was bad. It was bad. The funniest part, though, was a uh, shout out to my man, Oh. While we while, while everybody he stayed in character. While, <laughs> that nigga stayed in character. While everybody was looking at Toos Wilding. And two scalped out pretty quickly or whatever. They kicked us out the club. I or did whatever. calm down pretty quick. You did. You, you realized you was bugging. You know what I'm saying? O was the one. Actually, that- I didn't get kicked out. They kicked the white girl out because she was bugging so much. I didn't. I didn't get kicked out. No, you got kicked out, bro. They wanted all up us out of there, uh-huh. but they really wanted you. They really wanted you out of there, and then me okay. and Markel was like, "All right, that's something, man. We gonna we gonna leave." Well, I was already at the front. They, so. <laughs> so you yeah. was already one foot in the cab before Uber. The, but yeah. they kicked the white girl. Yeah, they out definitely too. kicked her out. She was the main one that they wanted out. Well, of. She was what I'm apologizing for is that I hit the young sister that didn't deserve that. She might have played me. I don't even. I think she might have gave my man O her number though, because what we what was the funniest part was he swooped in, and in a moment of of pure savagery, savagery if that's a word, she, he went in there and wiped the wiped the face off, right? <laughs> wiped the icing off her face. Shouts to him, stayed in character, <laughs> and, and bagged the number because you know real niggas do real things. So he was gonna make sure he got it. He he was focused. He was he was, he was focused. That's he was dedication. Focused. That's he hard work. Too. Dedication. That's why I think she probably played me, and I was just mad about. Getting beat by forty. Either way, that that whole birthday thing, that kind of fucked me up in DC a little bit. Niggas stopped fucking with me a little bit after that. But yeah, I've grown and matured since then. Yeah, you've, you've yeah, aged. I've grown. I've, I've <laughs> I mean, this this ain't Philly, man. You know, DC's a small world, man. I'm just letting you know, man. You know. All right, well that's second episode. Your name either ring bells or set off alarms, man. <laughs> Yeah, I was ringing bells early, but now it's nothing but alarms. Oh, <laughs> 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 well, that's our episode. Either they don't know, don't show, or don't care about what's going on in the huddle. We'll see y'all next time. <laughs>
Yeah.